Do you own a snake? No, I'm I'm afraid of snakes, and so I just got into these groups on Facebook. This is what I do with my time now. I they're the I like yeah, yeah. snake identifying like groups. <laughs> yeah, so it's like picture this, but for snakes. No, I'll show you. He told me this this morning on our walk. He has like. He's made really and good guys, friendships no, in this group. It started group. in Oklahoma because that's where I'm from, yeah. and and then I joined a Tennessee one. Now I'm on I'm on one for the whole country. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's literally looking around as we're on our walk today. I mean, I was like, you're gonna Why get are you like so 50 skittish? notifications yes, of Chris. people who've seen uh, today. This is so my son. Huck, all he wanted for his birthday was a snake, and I was just like, I I'm not getting a snake for your birthday, buddy. And he was like, Well. Um, um, it's okay because I'm just going to wish it for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> like eyebrows raised. There's nothing you can do to stop me. And you know what? Uh, and I was oh, like, gosh. I don't want you to wish that for Christmas. Please don't wish that yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. See, he does not know that he's manipulating me. But <laughs> I'm like, this is the one way. Like, yeah. And so my whole goal has been to get him to like something more than snakes. Because he goes, I did it. he goes, mom, <laughs> he's like, mom. You can't stop me from wishing this because I will wish it at school. And he was like, also, my bed face is north. And my wish will go right to the North Pole. Oh, my gosh. That was like, his logic. I like, love that. That's strong logic. That's so smart. I'm like, we're going to rearrange your room. Yeah. And bed will be pointing west. My five-year-old starts bribing people. He's like, I'll give you all of my money. For like, buddy, you, you don't have any money. He's like, I do have money. Mom has it. I'll give it all to you. Like, for anything that he wants. I'm like, Buddy, you already promised me all your money like yesterday right. for what you needed. Right. But he's just oh, got man. unlimited <laughs> bankrolls and he's bribing people for whatever he wants. Well, let me just throw this out there. I don't want to be that guy and I, I want to hook both of you up. <laughs> uh, we're talking about rehoming the snake. Oh, no. And it's oh, it's no. not even, you know what? You know what? Oh, here's the deal. It's not even a year old and it's basically been trained and mm-hmm. loved by people. So, mm-hmm. Ellie, I will give you such a good yeah. deal. <laughs> I literally he already here's why we this here's so his great. reason he's like I'll wish it next year mom or maybe the next I'm like rivers might kill your snake he's two and he is something um, I feel like kids with the names Huck and Rivers need a snake they, yes. 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 it's our fault it's yeah. our yeah. fault yeah. for yeah. naming them Blame that the parents. Rivers is obsessed so we had but I will say this is what we gave him for his birthday there is a girl here in Nashville her name is Honey Simmons and mm. she goes by Reptigirl and she has a bus that is full of reptiles. Uh, and you go on the school bus. It's like a party bus. There's lights. There is music. Yeah. You get to hold the snake. She tells you all about them. And so that was the birthday? That was his birthday party. Oh, my God. And I cool. did. Oh, my God. I know about the ball python. because yeah. we. Did you go yeah, on the bus with them? They used to wear them in um, like yeah. ancient Egypt. It's yep. like earrings Whoa. and jewelry. Because yep. they do like. The ball up. Uh-huh. And that's why it's named Royal. <laughs> so, I mean, really, Noah called it Royal. We don't know if it's a girl or a boy. Oh, wait, the actual, your snake's name yes. is Royal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, your snake is named Royal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually, we like to leave everyone with a parting gift. Next guest yeah. is going to get my puppy, Pippi. Yeah. Because... Uh, she, we just love her so much. We want someone else to enjoy her. and also a, a fostering and adoption it's center. It's totally a foster and adopt. <laughs> so, Drew, if you're listening, you're getting a snake. Oh, Lord Jesus. Not yet. He doesn't want to He doesn't want to hurt the snake. We did already lose our first pet that we ever had, which was so sad. Oh, no. But it was some sea monkeys, and they got knocked over um, like two days into their existence. What actually are sea monkeys? For owning. Uh, 
buy things. <laughs> well, these that's a pretty strange thing to have. It's not like you got a dog. You have sea monkeys. <laughs> he was so I'm like, we're not going to use snake buddy for your birthday. But check this gift out. And he was like, sea monkeys? <laughs> Thrilled. And he literally, accidentally, he was devastated. He knocked oh. it. He accidentally knocked it over because he was showing a friend, yep. lifting the top yep. off and yep. accidentally knocked it over. And yep. I, I was just like, I... There's definitely sea monkeys in our carpet. Still. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How much is a sea monkey? They're like, I think $14.99 on Amazon. Ugh. It's a packet. They freeze them in crystals. It's kind of like pets of the future. They're kind of like amazing. Gosh, I don't even know what this is. I'm going to have yeah. to Google it later. Well, guys, it has oh, been so I really love good. where this podcast is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if we started yet. Still practicing the presence <laughs> I'm not of sure either. This is going to be great. Gosh, practice the presence of God with sea monkeys or with a new snake. Well, everybody, my name's Tim Timmons, <laughs> and you're listening to 10,000 Minute Experiment. <laughs> to my right is Emoy Donis. Hello. Chris Cleveland. Yo. The hot Stop Chris it. Cleveland, because we walked earlier and <laughs> we it was did. really hot. We did. take a shower. And he literally was like looking for snakes. The one thing he said, he said, did you know, you know that some of the most poisonous snakes are really little? Like it's like a foot long or something. It's oh like eight God. inches. It's like pygmy rattlesnakes. <laughs> yeah. There's That's what he said. Yeah. Pygmy rattlesnakes. Yeah. My goodness. So, part of our walk down. actually. I think like a third of our walk is actually on kind of trail. Yeah. And so we were really, I was, I was more mindful today. <laughs> Make it funny, you, but a little bit more mindful. But also, too. I don't want yeah, to there's see nothing here. <laughs> That's so good. And our guest today is Ellie Holcomb. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this 10,000 Minute Experiment podcast. It has been so fun to produce and to put together. Really, these conversations have been really good for my soul. And so if they have been good for your soul, would you consider partnering with us financially? So I got to send a bunch of emails out this week to a bunch of you who are supporting us, Jen and Ryan and Max Ann, Sarah, Terry. There are a bunch of you guys. And I'm just saying thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this because we couldn't really be doing this without you. And there are some really exciting stuff coming up so please jump in with that and if you guys want to get free text messages go to 10,000minutes.com or text 10k to 55678 okay I know every week that I say this is one of the better podcasts but this is so good there are literally too many parts where I should just stop us and say did you get what just happened right there I mean there are so many sections so I'll do that on a few sections but just get ready get a pen out get paper out we're gonna learn how to breathe on this we're gonna laugh probably way too much but I I think this will be good for your soul. So get ready. Ellie Holcomb. Hello. So what do you think about snakes? (laughs) (laughs) They're so cool and I don't want one to ever live in my house. It's going to be so great. I'm so excited about this. This, I've been literally saying Jesus as I'm walking in the presence of Jesus. Would you bring somebody in our lives that would help rehome this thing? <laughs> and so I feel like answer prayer. Answer today. prayer. Say less. Answer prayer. Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. Get excited, Huck. I just, yeah, Huck. Huck. It's your lucky oh. day. <laughs> like, have you ever played the Rattlesnake Festival in Alabama? We played it together, you and me. I thank you. All of a sudden I was like, wait a second. Well, I forgot. I have about this that. memory where we were at this place. Oh, this is wild. This is full circle. Yes, Cause I tell that story wild. all the time. That you, me was, and Tom one. That's exactly right. Were there live rattlesnakes? Oh yeah. Uh, Christians oh, yeah. are so weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> so weird. Well, what? and I like, it was an is it in Texas or where was it? Alabama. Alabama. A greased pole contest. So you rattlesnake could get- queen. 
Um, yes, and the yes. we the wildest one was the race. They race rattlesnakes. Uh. So they have a garbage can of rattlesnakes, an inner circle where they like dump the garbage can of rattlesnakes after they've shaken it up. I'm like, surely this is like yeah. FEMA not okay. Like, <laughs> yes. like somebody is speaking up on rattlesnakes. Yeah, go to Alabama and figure this out. Yeah. Figure this out. <laughs> but it was, and then there's a big outer circle, and people pay like bet on them. And then companies sponsor each snake. And so they're tagged. And then they race who, whichever snake gets to the outside of the outer circle first. Oh, what? Really We're training Royal right now. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a pit there. of rattlesnakes right to the right of the yep. stage. It sounds didn't, didn't, not real. Didn't uh, they have you walk up there they and They made hold me take and, a picture with yeah. one. And it was awful. No, it me was too. Awful. I wouldn't have done it. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. Not and a chance. then somebody thought it'd be cute to take their... Somehow a lady had like a cane, like an older lady had a cane behind us. Was her name Moses? Moses. Yeah. <laughs> her name was Moses. How was there with you? Moses. Mo- yeah. Mosetta. <laughs> somebody took her cane and decided it would be cute while this thing with its fangs. I still have the picture. I show it. I showed it to my kids. I'm like, and I was so mad. I'm like, like very yeah. scared in yeah. the picture, oh. like kind of like nervous laughing, but I'm also about to cry. Yeah. And somebody hit my, like flicked my leg <gasps> with the cane and I like my, I lost it That's so much that I knocked okay. my sunglasses off. I did. I was like, <laughs> like screaming with a, an open, like banged uh, rattlesnake directly no. by my face. I hit it. I like, really? I could have died. And Kelly. I didn't. And oh, man. Because he's in the presence. You're in the <laughs> presence. <laughs> he's always present. This is not a snake holding podcast. This is not how I've been practicing. No, this is. <laughs> in this podcast is about snakes. Let's just like, embrace what is it is. So uh, <laughs> I'm so happy. I oh, feel man. responsible for the last half hour. And no, I no. apologize. No. We're learning a lot. We're gonna, we're gonna have <laughs> so about happy. five minutes I, of content. And that's gonna, like, I'm gonna give your number to my son. Oh, uh, this be, I'll just tell him everything. You know that was so good. Uh, okay, so the whole point of ten thousand minutes is we are trying to figure out how do we practice the ways of Jesus. Whether we're at a rattlesnake conference, convention, mm-hmm. what festival? Was it a festival? Mm, festival. But we are. We're trying to figure out what's it look like to practice the presence of God all week long. Mm. And this is our third episode on that. Oh, love it. And so mm-hmm. you and so we've got it down. Is what we're trying <laughs> so to say. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're so, basically here to tell me how to yeah, do this. Yeah. <laughs> so if you just want to get ready and listen up, that would be great. Yeah, we got a pen. I, I do, do you like, pen? like have they aired yet? I haven't listened to the um, other ones yet. No, have you posted not them? Yet. Okay. They start this week. I am mm-hmm. really excited mm-hmm. to listen. You should be excited to listen. I like <laughs> <laughs> Actually it did start. Jason's yeah, just Jason Gray was the first one. Mm-hmm. But we are, right now, it's Tuesday in three weeks from now. So it's perfect. We're doing oh, perfect. great. I love it. Um, are there things, I know you're writing a book right now on memorization, scripture memorization or something yeah. like that. Is that right? Yes. Is that what I it heard? It is written. <laughs> it is written. Yeah. <laughs> and is this about like snake Bible verses? Yes. <laughs> the Lord gave. When the freeze. Right. Um, maybe. No, yeah. I don't think I have any references to snakes. Well, in the I mean, think about it. I mean, we could, <laughs> we could make the an amendment. Could, the if second one. Yet, just put my name yeah, in the good liners. Them. Yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. fine. Think about it. The oh. front could be a snake. Like the second printing. <laughs> yeah. Like there will be one. Volume two. And, uh, yeah. So is that something, like, why do that? And is that something that helps you 
be more mindful of the presence of God all week long. So the idea is we're all giving great Christian answers all the time. We're taught almost to give good Christian answers of like, Mm. we just, we live in the presence of God. But what does that even mean? Why does nobody want to follow Jesus? If if we were living in the presence of God and that was our aim, seeking first Mm. his kingdom, that was like the law of the kingdom is love. Yeah. And if that were true, grace and love and, I mean, just all this beautiful stuff and Mm. powerful stuff. If that were true, people would be like, man, I can't wait to know more about you and your God. Mm. Just nobody wants to be a part of that club right now. Yeah. And I get it. And so we're just trying to figure out what's it look like for us to practice the presence that we could be re-presenters of Jesus on earth Mm. instead of some stupid religion that Jesus never even started. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's kind of the aim of this. Yeah. Love it. To answer that question, like why why memorize scripture, yeah. I was I that started over a decade ago. I met a girl at a young life camp and really just like intersected with her story and she's a dear friend still. She was like a high school kid. It battled depression really, really severely. And so I she had encountered Jesus, like grew up pastor's kid and went to young life camp. Perfect girl on the yeah. outside, like you know, that Christian sort of like, I got it together. Yep. And what nobody really knew is what was happening inside. She was like in despair. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I mean, she would say like cutting to manage pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. knew that that was going on. Yeah. And so um, she ended up encountering Jesus in that and community in that. And not, she didn't leave Young Life Camp like, I'm cured of depression. Like it's over. It, that was it. That was a really hard story. Now it's over. It has been her. It's still mm-hmm. like, this is still a thing that she's yeah. in the midst of. And so I think for her, it was knowing that she was never alone in it, but I was with her the next summer in a different young life camp. She even a volunteer where we were and listening to her across a picnic table at dinner one night. And there were so many lies that she was believing. Mm. Like lies about who God is, lies about who she is or what she's worth or whatever. Mm. And I got mad, like in the middle of the conversation, because I realized there are so many lies that I believe too, Mm. that you have to hustle for your worth or to be a follower of Jesus. Like you have to earn this Mm. and like prove that you're like on God's team or whatever. Like this like backwards legalistic, stuff that's like void of relationship which is the whole point Mm -hmm. and so i was like i am so sick like the enemy who's represented as a snake Snake. (laughs) (laughs) whoa 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 whoa, whoa. but he's called the father of lies and when he speaks lies are his native language and i'm like he is such a freaking punk Mm -hmm. and that john 10 10 like god comes to give us life and life to the full but the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and i was like i am so sick of the enemy stealing our joy stealing Mm -hmm. our hope stealing peace like meddling with fear, meddling with shame, keeping yeah. it on, you yeah. know, saying, yeah, yeah. oh, you don't need to do this good stuff. Oh, you should try this. Like the whole, yeah. I don't know, like that whole temptation thing and then shaming, heaping shame right. yeah. for whatever. Yep. Yep. And I don't even know how all of like the spiritual world works, but I'm just like the way it's re- represented as you read it here, it's just like awful. And I was like, I am not freaking going down without a fight. And so across from her at this picnic table, I was like, you need to pull out your journal right now. And she was like, yes, ma'am. And I, was like, and I started flipping. This is the same Bible. I had to get it recovered because it's like 
tattered. But I started, I did what I like sometimes do when I'm really desperate for truth. I start like flipping through my looking for anything you'd ever underline before. <laughs> right. You're like, I, it must have been good one yeah. time. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. just like, yeah. write this yeah. verse down. Yeah. This one too, write this down. And so she had this like whole list of verses and I was like, we are going to start memorizing scripture because God calls his word a sword. And, and also like, that's actually in reference to Jesus. Like, but we need to hold, I think it, I realized it wasn't enough for me to like, just acknowledge the lies. Like that's a lie. That's mm-hmm. a lie. I needed something stronger mm-hmm. to like replace it with. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to a podcast about like neurology and the way our brains work. And it was just saying like, and I love that God says, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is in scripture. God says you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. as we started memorizing scripture, it started changing us. Mm. And we're really bad at it. Like, honestly, like I am not, I'm like, this is a verse in the Bible. I don't, I can't remember the reference, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in yeah. there. And, but it, and it didn't necessarily change our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Still depression is mm-hmm. like yeah. present in some seasons heavier than others, but it, it has given us solid ground to stand on when mm-hmm. shame storms start rolling in. I wanted to take a moment to remind you and myself that we are not alone. So many parts of the young girl's story sounds like my story. It sounds like Kelsey Grimm's story who shared with us last week. And it might sound like your story. I know what it's like to not have the energy to get out of bed, let alone pick up the Bible and read truth that feels so distant from current reality. But I'm here to say it's all true about you. And if you haven't heard it today yet, Remember, you are so loved. You are worthy and you are not alone. I was listening to a conversation that Bernie Brown was having with like a neurologist and she was saying that almost like if you're walking, if you imagine yourself walking in a field of grass, like tall grass, and you're on sort of like there's a mode path, mm-hmm. right? You take a left turn into that tall grass and walk through it one time. And it it beats mm-hmm. the grass down. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a little path that your brain went to take. Is that the like next neural time, pathways? A neural pathway, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. One time, like a thought process. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that makes it easier to go down that path the next time Mm because you're walking down the path and you're like, huh. Mm. It's just like an easier way. And Mm. so it has been, it was so crazy listening to the podcast because I was like, that's what memorizing scripture does. Mm -hmm. That's what breathing does, which is is one of the things that has been like, it has been a superpower for me. Mm. And, um, And so I, it has been a really, probably one of the most transformative things Mm. that's happened. Mm. And I think for me too, as I've started memorizing scripture and it just is seeped in and it's, I don't know how many verses I've done, but like there is a sense that this like living word. I remember when we brought our second baby home from the hospital, this is like, so like hashtag second child, but like we just like set him down next to the door in his car seat thing yeah. and he yeah, was yeah. asleep and then like we're watching a show with our oldest. She yeah. was so excited. We were home. <laughs> watching Daniel Tiger and we're like on the show. And all of a sudden she's like, where's Hucky? And I'll, where's Huck? And she, I was like, oh, he's, sorry, he's just by the door. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she leans over his little car seat and she goes, he's 
so, so little. He's alive. He's <laughs> yeah. alive. And that is how I feel about the word of God. Mm. As With as much yeah. as it is confounding to me, with yeah. as many questions as I have about it, I don't fully understand everything, but it has become a shelter and a comfort and a light and a bomb and ultimately like a song that I've sung into the darkness in my own heart mm. and then into the darkness and the heaviness around me. Mm. You talked about breathing. Yeah. Go. Yeah. So, okay. So started learning about meditation, which growing up in the church mm-hmm. in the South. Yeah. New age. Eastern. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Buddhist? You yeah. know, and I, and man, there's so many beautiful things like in those other mm-hmm. religions that I think oh, truth is truth. Like, I, I like, I'm like, that's a beautiful thing. Like God made us mm-hmm. to breathe. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that makes sense to me that that is like mm-hmm. a thing for people. And so I was on tour with Amy Grant and Nicole Nordman. Oh my gosh. Strong. Yeah. No big deal, guys. I was like, it's fine. I'm just like the childhood heroes <laughs> yeah. over here. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know that like imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. 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 And we were doing like a VIP yeah. Q&A. Like Q&A thing. Yeah. So we were just, and like it's Amy Grant and Nicole Norman. There's like hundreds of people yeah. on yeah. this thing. And, and so, and I am literally in there and I'm in there. So yeah. like we each of us have a mic and I'm like, yeah. what am I going to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't want to just, I'm just want to hear what they say. I'm just here to like, listen to them. And so I am having major imposter syndrome, like, and also girlish joy and giddiness of just getting to be with these women who I grew up. It's, I know them. Like I grew up in studios. My dad, like, it's not like they're like superstar, but I just respect them so much, so much. And I will never forget it. Somebody asked Amy, they said, how do you like balance your life? Like, how do you keep a balance between home and, and the road? And, and she goes, honestly, I'm just going to be really real with y'all right now. She was like, I have, I am struggling being here. Like, and just shared very vulnerably. Like, I actually want to be at home. I'm so grateful for this opportunity, but yeah. I feel like, I don't know, you want a version of me that maybe mm. I'm not anymore. That girl. Mm-hmm. And she said, and something that I'd love for just us to all do that has been transformative in my life is a meditation. She was like, there's just so much noise in our culture, in our own head like banging around rolling and rambling around in our own head and so she said um so i just like if if y'all are down with that i just like everybody to just like stand up right now and so it is amazing i will never forget you know i'm sitting there with my mic and like the whole room standing up and all of a sudden nicole norman and i like glance at each other sideways and we're like okay we're standing up yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're like okay we're gonna do this too and so amy said here's the noise that's running around in my head, she just said, just hold your, hold your hands kind of down and open like this. And she said, you know, sometimes we can't get the noise to quiet down, but if we can make our body be still, it can help quiet the noise that's in our mind. Mm-hmm. And so she had learned this practice. I think Gloria Gaither actually gave mm-hmm. her this like ancient practice of some, I can't remember the name. I actually meant to text Amy before I came here to get the name of it. So yeah. I'll find it yeah. and we can put it in the show notes. Yep. But because I haven't actually read the book and I'd love to read it. But she just said, basically this like monk 
met with this man who was having a really hard time, lots of burdens, lots of pain. He said, I want you to name whatever the noise is, whatever the thing is, just one word. It doesn't have to be a lot. Name it and then say, uh, this is the noise that I hear, Mm. but this is who I am. Loved, Mm. loved, loved. And I want you to get down on your face and take one breath and then get Mm. back up and then name whatever else. Name something else. This is the noise that I hear, but this is who I am. Loved, loved, loved. And get on your face and take one deep breath and get back up. And so she said, this has been a transformative practice for me. Mm. And so she said, let's just do it right now. So Nicole and I, I love it. Yes, I love it. yes. About to get on the ground. Yeah, I've never meditated before and I'm doing it for a hundred people. Yeah. And so Amy said, here's the noise in my head. I'm I'm not enough. I'm too old. Mm. I'm too tired. My voice won't hold up. Mm. This is the noise in my head, but this is who I am. Loved, loved, love. And she gets down on her face oh, she does, yeah. and everybody else does too yeah mm. and takes a deep breath nicole and i are like and i she gets up and it's awkward laughter a little bit like some mm. nervous yeah. mm-hmm. people are nervous and so she goes i know i know it's really noisy and it's hard it's really hard but i think if if we could i just would love for if anyone's willing to share like just one word like the noise that you hear in your head. It's really noisy. And so people are like unlovable, overweight, depressed, Mm. unemployable, abandoned, forgotten, not enough. Silence coming over the room. She goes, yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I hear that too. Mm. I'm like imposter syndrome. Mm. (laughs) Mm. and, And she said, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, this is the noise in her head. But if you'll say it with me in just a minute, and I dare you to take one deep breath on mm. your face. And she said, this is, this is the noise in our head, but, but this is who we are. Mm. And the whole room said, loved, 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 as you just send to the floor and lay on her face and took a deep breath. And I started sobbing, sobbing. And, uh, and everybody got up again, did another round of it. I mean, mm. it was one of the most powerful things because it's like acknowledging maybe the lie or the truth, the hard, mm. harsh yeah. truth, but the other harder, deeper, truer reality of being loved and then taking a breath and breathing that in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was my introduction to breathing. Mm. And we, and so, you know, the next VIP night, like Q&A thing, I'm like, yeah, I've already planned out my noise yeah. and it, we never did it again. Yeah, she is so I, she's in the moment. She's in the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. she is her great gift. It's, it is her great gift, and she is such. Uh, I feel like I lean that way, but I have learned to be in the moment, you know. But I have learned so much from watching her. I'm like, oh, it's mm. not a formula, this is a living God, mm-hmm. wow. it's a living spirit always surrounding and and so we did that but we did that nicole and amy and i before almost every show Mm. and would go around and and then learned this beautiful practice of just like flying face down and then kind of touching one another almost like a you know stacking hands 
and praying for one another. So few words were had to be spoken. Mm. Like I started the first time I was super nervous. Like I was like, well, there's a lot going on, and I and I feel bad about leaving my kids. Like that's always a torn thing for me. Yeah. And she was like, it's okay. You could just say torn. You don't even have to. Mm. There's an there's an understanding. Mm-hmm. You don't need all the words. Maybe if we just breathe, like such a gentle invitation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. like, Shut up and breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and carry it to the one who can carry it. Yeah. And, um, and she doesn't even say it like that, but totally. the, I know from experience that is what it is. And so uh, then we would kind of kind of stack hands and pray. She was like, let's just pray for one another again. First time I'm launching into words. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't explain this. Um, it's totally words are great. But I think I think what what really just I think what prayer really is, is lifting somebody up to the light and just holding them in that presence of light and love. And that sounds like whatever kind of woo-woo, but my so word, yeah, it gets us out of our head and our limitations into this expansive yes. reality mm-hmm. that is the presence of God. Mm. And that is accessible like hidden underground reservoirs mm-hmm. wherever we are. It mm. is, it's there. And so that changed me. <laughs> That practice of breathing and Amy would share, you know, if she's in it with or whatever, I, you know, I don't want to overshare her story, but she's like, I'll be having a hard time with something and yeah. I'll just go in my closet and do this. And sometimes it takes 50 times, mm. but eventually what ends up happening is all the noise is silent mm. and the body kind of leads the way for the mind to be transformed. And so I'm like, that's so interesting because our minds are transformed. Yeah. And, and I know that, and I've experienced that as I've like memorized the word of God, but as I've learned to shut up and not say any words and to simply breathe, it's actually helped me learn to to grieve and lament. Wow. In, in a way that I've never been able to before. I don't think I knew how to grieve until about two years ago. Mm. <laughs> and so... It just opened the door to this. How does that? Just because it quieted things so you could actually go to those places where before there's so much noise that kind of blocks yeah. us from. There's so much, I almost self-talk. Yeah. You know, self-help, mm-hmm. self-talk. I'm like, right. okay, this is really right. hard, ways. but God. Yep. And, yep. and he yep. is. And it's yep. like, that's we, we preach the gospel to ourselves. I'm not saying that that's bad I, at all, Got at it. all. But that mm-hmm. is all that I knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. And so. It's just um, like your prayers. At those moments, you were just praying things that you've known how to pray you're just saying things out loud when she's just like hey just pull those suckers back and just breathe and just be and i just had not had any training right yeah yeah Yeah. i I didn't know to do that yeah and Mm. so and i think for me i was so scared are y'all any green people we talk about that here um (laughs) I think I was so You're going to hell, but that's totally fine. I'm going to hell, but it's fine. It's okay. God overcame me. Yeah. Yes. He'll pull me out. But I, it was so beautiful because I'm seven on the Enneagram. So I really spend a lot of energy avoiding pain uh-huh. and talking myself like a very positive person. You yeah. know, it's just is like, oh, gratitude. And that's a superpower. Gratitude is a superpower. It just is. And God tells us to rejoice and to be grateful. 
I'm not saying that that's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was using gratitude to build a wall. To also uh-huh. shield, yeah. uh-huh. To have to actually ever deal with yeah. anything. Yeah. And actually, I dealt with stuff in counseling and acknowledged it. And what I realized, basically, reliving some stuff from childhood, like pain and wounds, that, and then adult as well, I had acknowledged it. I talked about it. Yeah. All the words in counseling. Um, but I had never let myself grieve. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe in my experience, I don't know if this is true. I haven't like done any research on this except for personally. But I think if we don't allow ourselves to grieve from what happened for me is it started coming out really sideways. Mm-hmm. And yep. I started That's seeing right. it with my kids. Mm-hmm. And like the way that I was interacting with my kids, I was responding from a place of fear and wounding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know this. I know not to do mm-hmm. this. Why is this happening? Yeah. And so I landed myself in, in with a, I actually went to my husband's counselor to, he, my husband, Drew, is amazing, not perfect at all, but he's like pretty amazing. And he was going through counseling and he was so different. And the way that he communicated with me started to be so different. I was like, I don't know how to be married to you anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. I want to be, yeah. I love you, yeah, but yeah. I am, I feel like a jerk because all of a sudden you have like, feelings and i'm like oh you're fine you're <laughs> you <don't. laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you never did before that's yeah. i have all the feelings yeah. right and so i went to his counselor actually to just kind of like can you help me understand this language that he has wow. they were doing chip job voice of the heart which is so interesting that's like words and be- beautiful things were happening in our relationship because of that but i actually went for that well ends up he starts asking me questions and i mean i was pregnant with our third kid and i like drew apologized to me afterwards he was like i did not know that we were going to go to like the deepest wounds in your story i'm so yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry mm. plus you're pregnant and have a lot of hormones yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. was a lie are you okay yeah was he in there with you <laughs> he was yeah so it was so sweet and i kept mentioning these sad things that have happened in my story. And I'm like, it's okay. These sad Mm. things have happened. God has been so good. He's redeemed so much. And the counselor kept saying, I'm so sorry. Mm. I'm like, it's okay. It's fine. And finally, so I had done that. I had minimized his empathy Uh like three or four times. And he's an eight on the Enneagram, this counselor. And he said, he was like, I'm actually feel hurt and angry right now because I have offered you sincere, sincere, like empathetic responses to your pain and you keep laughing at me. He's like, why are you laughing at something so sad? And I was like, because if I don't love I mean, it was like all the gratitude walls, all my defenses yeah. of everything. I'm like, I'm good. I've dealt with this. I'm like a healthy, mm. adjusted, like I have done work in counseling and I had. Mm-hmm. I really had. And but I had never grieved. <laughs> wow. And oh, I don't even know how to explain it. There is mm. a whole other realm of God as I learn that I have experienced, as I have learned to grieve and just breathe, mm-hmm. sob, sometimes in heaving sobs. Mm-hmm. I've encountered like the empathy and the presence and the tenderness of God in, a, in ways that I will never be able to shake and in ways that make me less afraid of mm-hmm. whatever will come, whatever is here. 
we'll certainly have heartache. We've had it before. We experience it again. This is like a broken world, but it has been, I will, I will, I am forever changed by that. On the record that I just released King, and I think I talk about breathing like I think it's in like five songs. I didn't really realize that till after it was out. Yeah, I was like, totally, oh, okay. totally. That's so true. <laughs> it was the thing for me, I was like, dang. Yeah. Oh, there's breathing again. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Everybody always asks, so what's the theme for this record? I'm like, I don't know. There are 50 songs. They all say breathing them. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And but it, it's so interesting because while I was in like pretty intensive counseling, like one of my biggest fears happened with of so my biggest fear of doing music is that it will destroy my family. Wow. Because I watched that happen as a yeah. kid. Like yeah. I like mm-hmm. I watched it. I just know. I swore I would never marry a musician, swore I would never be a musician. And I just think God has a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Married to a musician. You yeah, are a musician. it just yeah. is. And I love it. But yeah. I just was not enamored with fame at all. And I'm not really I'm not famous. And I love that. I just I'm like I actually don't want to be I think there's so much it that feels fame feels like a prison in some mm. ways because it just there's like a loss of freedom so I was like zero percent enamored with fame or like that like the lifestyle but then a hundred percent enamored with music and a song and the way that it speaks to you and so it's been a really that's been a really interesting I'm grateful for that perspective doing yeah. music and with my husband and now we perform together and then also apart and I'm really grateful for that perspective you were saying you had an experience was there an experience around this this was your greatest fear yeah so that is the whole thing for me when I started doing since this invitation from the presence of God, from time with him. As I was memorizing scripture, it was changing me. I was in counseling, changing me. Freedom like I'd never known before I learned to grieve. Just like where there's truth, there's freedom. And I didn't know how to tell the truth. I didn't know how Mm. to be. I didn't Mm. know it was okay to not be okay. So I had to like learn that first. And then I had to like take it the, the, like Mm. 10 years later, a Mm. decade later, Mm. like had to learn to grieve. I was just like, it's a process. It's a journey of being human. It's hard Mm. and it's beautiful, painstakingly beautiful and painstakingly like full of sorrow and, and ache. But I was so scared that us doing music would hurt my kids. Mm -hmm. And so we do a lot of like intentional work and bring them on the road with us a lot. And, Anyway, I but all of a sudden I we found out we had a really busy February and came back and my little girl without sharing like too much of her story because it's like her story to yeah. tell too. Mm. Um, we just found out that she was having a harder time than we realized. She was not presenting that to us. And then yeah. all of a sudden I got back from this uh, real busy tour in February. I had had to leave. She had the flu. And was acting like a punk before we left. For, yeah. We were like walking out the door. She's like so sweet. And she was just like acting not herself. And I was like, babe, what? We need an attitude adjustment. Like yeah. what is going on? And I go to hug her. And I'm like, you are on fire. Like you are. And she had like hundred something fever. And we had to go catch a flight. And she was so sad that we were leaving. Mm. And so after that moment, I think that she just had some worry about us leaving. She just was so sad every time that we left. We left, but never we saw, we didn't see that. And her nanny just thought it was kind of normal and Mm. was just, would talk her through that. She was so sweet to her, but didn't really let us know the extent. It just was like a little, she was like, oh, I thought y'all knew she was doing this with y'all too. So we just, I had found out that for a month she'd been like really sad and we didn't know it. And I 
like immediately went to Daystar and I was like, okay, so yeah. I'm pretty sure my daughter needs like intensive counseling. Like my worst fear is coming true. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. this is, yeah. It's just like, okay, so talk with me. But so I started talking with Sissy. God. And Daystar is a, like a, a counseling for kids. Incredible. Yeah, we, we've, we've done that too. It's yeah. incredible. So great. And we actually I, want to have Sissy on at some point. You a hundred percent. So yeah. here's Sissy is like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Like she, like you think it's a show for children, but it's actually for you. Uh, Do you know what it's mm-hmm, like? Her books mm-hmm. are like braver, stronger, smarter is yeah. like how to raise worry-free girls is mm. this amazing book. And she was actually in the process, it wasn't released yet. And she was like, I'm just going to give this to you. This is like exactly what you need. And she's just on this loop of like worry, totally normal for her age, for the record. And like one in four girls are experiencing this um, is mm. the statistic. It used to be like one in eight is down to one in four mm. and the age starts at five or six now. And so she, I was just like, oh my gosh, okay. And so she's just talked about the power of breathing. And she was like, you have to ground yourself because your brain is going like this. And so you actually just have to ground yourself. And so she taught me all these tools. So I was like, okay, so when does Emily, like we're in for full-time counseling, like we're here. And she's like, I don't think she actually needs to come in. I think it would be amazing for you to learn how to talk with her through all this. Mm -hmm. I think that might be a really powerful experience Mm -hmm. for you. So the thing that was my biggest fear as she taught me how to breathe, you trace your hand, like, I'm in the studio, like tracing my hand, like breathe in, up the thumb, mm. down. And so you're like grounding physically because when we're worried or afraid or angry, all like chemically, everything, all the blood flow goes to the inagula, which is the fight or flight thing. Have mm-hmm. you heard that? And yeah. so you actually can't think rational thoughts. So you can't really speak rationally to calm yeah. a child down if their yeah. like heart is racing and they're really worried. Well, good thing I try. every freaking I'm like you know this time I think it's gonna work oh the other day I had a son freaking out about something silly snakes yeah not having snakes snakes, yeah yeah, not having snakes but and I could not get him to calm down and nothing was working I was trying to get him to breathe and he was not just Mm. he was just like he could not stop breathing and so I was like I know what I'll do. I'll yell in his face and clap. Like, <laughs> like I'll try. Like I just felt so like, good. Yeah. And stop it right now. Like scream. Like yeah. I just yeah. got magic. I'm a magician. Oh my god. And, I, and he's like still sobbing, and I'm like, this yeah. is I am. This is I'm now. This is worse. Okay. I'm Have, so sorry, mommy yeah. was trying something in the experiment and yeah. it didn't work. And yeah. I'm so like blowing their face like a do dog. Do you just need me to hold stop. you? And he was like, yes. So you know, yeah. I. And I just, it has been so beautiful leaning in and learning to breathe with her. And the other thing that you do that she taught us to do is to separate the worry from yourself. Hmm. And so, and you actually name it. And she was like, you can, like a lot of people call it the worry monster, but she can name it whatever she wants to. And then you actually, like little girls especially love this, but like you get to be the boss Mm -hmm. of the worry because that's not who you are. Yeah. That's actually this other thing that's being put on you and you actually get to boss it around. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, what is the word we name that? And then like, oh, and what? how are you going to boss that around? And a lot of what we use is speak scripture. Like this is what's mm. true. And I mean, like even physically she'll be like, and so I, so I tell her this, this night when she's having like a harder night. And, and so I'm like, you can name it whatever you want. She was like, what's your worry monster's name? And I was like, ah. Bert. 
<laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I just was like, I, I don't, I, this is my first time. Yeah. So she was still just had a harder night, went to sleep, prayed, finally, you know, calmed down. We did that round, you know, a lot of breathing and then she would calm down and then get upset again, breathing, grounding, calm down, speak what's true. And she just didn't really connect to the idea of like, mm. whatever, worry monster. Well, the next morning she wakes up and she says, mom, I got a name for my worry monster. I was like, oh, what is it? And she was like, princess. And I was like, princess? Yeah. Okay. And she was like, because she's the princess and I'm the queen. Oh my gosh. That's, That's funny. so good. And so I have watched her. The biggest thing that I feared was this hurting them and wounding them. And actually what happened as I leaned in and literally breathed with my daughter and these, because it's like, it's true. It's sad. I hate leaving y'all whenever yeah, I have to leave right. you. Like, it's my least favorite part of yeah, this thing. For sure. And there are all kinds of things that we adjust, like schedule wise. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, this was too much. We got to rein it in. Like, so it's not like that those are not conversations, right? That we have. But the biggest fear that I had turned into one of the things that has brought, like, my, like, we learned together mm. how. To fight the worry monster. And now she has all of these tools when she's sad or overwhelmed. Like she knows how to breathe. I mean, she speaks the truth. Like, and she can like coach me on it. Like, okay, I'm leaving. What are you going to do? She's like, oh, oh my God, this. Like, she got demoted to slave worry. (laughs) No longer princess. Yeah. Yeah. And so it has been, I think for me, some of my biggest fear has been, I don't know if you go visit that sad place or that thing that you're afraid of. If you go near to it, you might get stuck there and stay there forever. Mm. And, and I guess that was my fear of, of doing that. But as I've leaned in to some of my deepest fears, to some of my deepest wounds and just breathed there and, and invited God into that, I think I know that he's more real than I did. Mm-hmm. and more powerful yeah. and bigger yeah. Yeah. than mm-hmm. anything. I'm like, oh, you're still here. I'm still beloved, mm. even though I am losing my cool. Yeah. Like I yeah. am, I would get done breathing with her and then I would walk around the corner and be like, mm. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, right. like, I, like, yeah, dude, like I, it was so beautiful. So we like, we learned how to lean in and speak truth and and just breathe and acknowledge the truth that we're like okay even when we're not okay together Mm. and it has been one of yeah it's been such a delight and and a joy and i like it's one of the things that has brought me life is visiting places that feel like they're going to kill me Mm -hmm. and i'm like well that sounds pretty much like the paradoxical backwards upside down nature of the gospel and jason gray i don't know if you all ended up yeah talking mm-hmm. about did y'all talk about breathing with him did we talk about, i don't, I don't think, think so, so. sweet well i'll just quote him so i when i record that i wrote i had written this whole record about grieving and encountering god there and i mean jesus prayer whatever this kind of i don't know i just allow myself to grieve and and the holy spirit could bring me to different images some of them that i remember some of them that i didn't and then giving me a picture of where god was mm. in that image mm. and in that place where i thought mm. that i was 
alone mm-hmm. and undid all these lies that I believed about who he was. That I didn't, I couldn't need anything because my need might not be met or I, or I he was too busy or what, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so much healing. I'd written a whole record about it. And I'm like working on with my dad and Casey and Cooley, the producer that I worked with like on songs. Well, then March 3rd of 2020 hits. Tornado tears through Nashville. It went yeah. right behind our house. Woke up mm. to the house shaking. All three kids. Drew was out of town. It was just the scariest night. Mm. It was the scariest night of my life. It was so awful. And then a week after that, this like beautiful community that happened. Neighbors loving neighbors right, like right. the the gospel nature of tragedy. Like that. There's this isn't the end because mm. of Jesus. Like yeah. the suffering. It's not the storm. The devastation is not. The final word. Santa Recagrin just wrote a book that is Send Your Light, maybe is what it's called. I don't think it's out yet, but I was reading it and she says, in the end, everything will be all right. So if it's not all right, it's not the end. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was that beautiful, you know, roof, like shingles being hammered on, like the sound of a hammer on a yeah. roof till 11 p.m. Yeah. and music playing on the yeah. roof. Like as people just helped each other, well, then COVID hits a week after that. Mm-hmm. Racial tension, all the things we know, all know, we've all talked about how heavy and hard this past year was. Well, I went to the Grand Canyon in the middle of it. And when the numbers were lower in August, highly don't recommend going to the Grand Canyon in August. Unless you just want to feel like, what else? <laughs> like, probably, yeah. whatever. Like, it's so hot. But we were down there. We actually like camped on the Northern Rim, went down into the canyon, and then rafted the Colorado River, oh, camped wow. on the riverbanks, and then rafted out. And I, I am just like undone by the, the magnitude of everything. And our guide who... Is I'm pretty sure not like a believer doesn't come from a spiritual was like literally preaching the gospel, and here's why he's like if you look at the canyon walls they tell like the story of disaster on disaster mm. and landslide mudslide wow. and you can see it he's like that right there is a drought that was an earthquake that's a volcano that's like lava mm. whatever and and then there's this huge divide and I was I'm like this just looks like all of us this looks like the human mm. heart yeah like. We all know what, like, we have loss on loss, trauma on trauma. Like, just within the last year, compounding, yeah. And I'm like, this is, we know what it is to have our hearts, like, split wide open like a cane. Mm. But they're at the deepest part of the cane, the deepest pit of all the brokenness, the the lowest place. There is a river running through. There's water. Yeah. And then we had the floods in Nashville. Water always moves to the lowest place. It goes, mm-hmm. it's just like going to go to the lowest place in your house. And as it turns out, so does God. Mm-hmm. He goes to the lowest place. Like he, it, he runs deeper. It runs, there's a current of living water that runs deeper than our deepest acres are. And that will carry us if we'll let it, if we're not clinging onto the right, side of the wall, right. which is what I'm usually doing. Right. <laughs> If we'll only let it, it is an ever-present current that can carry us back to a place where we know that even in our most broken place, we belong to love and we belong to each other, like to this place where it's like, we're all family and it can bridge divides and gaps and and differences Mm. of opinions. And so I left the Grand Canyon and I was like, and pile of 35 songs off. Like this (laughs) is you, we can breathe. We can sing in the Valley. And Mm -hmm. and as if you sing in a Canyon, 
A, a king, in, I read this National Geographic article, it's an upside down mountain. Mm. Like it, when you look at a picture yeah. of a king and it's yeah. like, oh, and actually the place, your lowest place that you feel forgotten by God, actually he sees you there and he can heal you in that place. And your story of how he met you there is actually going to be the most powerful part of, mm. your, of your story. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then when you sing in a canyon, your voice is multiplied. And the reason it's multiplied is because it is echoing off of every single broken wow. Wow. piece. Mm. And, mm. It's, and I'm like, and that's the gospel. And the other thing that happened down there wow, so. was, I'm like, thanks, Arizona River Runners. Right, you know? uh, right, right. <laughs> but the other thing that happened down there is when we went to sleep, A, the river is also 50 degrees. So oh, it's wow. 117 degrees in the day. But all you have to do is jump in the river. Mm. And I'm like, what a beautiful picture. Mm. <laughs> does it does culture not feel like hot right mm. now? And then there's this river, this like refreshing river. Yeah. And so what they told us to do, they have these little cots they provided for us and like a sheet. And so we they were like, All right, time to go to bed, get some good sleep. We got a long raft tomorrow or whatever. Um, but you're gonna wanna wrap yourself in your sheet and go jump in the fifty degree water before you go to bed. Because otherwise, it, you're just going to be too hot. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. Because it's like, take your breath away. Yes. 50 degrees is cold. Yes, yes. And I was like, that's cute. But he's like, other thing, make sure you wake up in the middle of the night at some point. I'm sure you will. Because it's hot. But he was like, when the moon sets, there's a thing called the rim effect. And so when the moon sets behind the canyon walls, basically, you're going to be in the darkest place that you've ever been. Huh. Because you're over a mile into the surface of the earth. So right, it will right. be the darkest place you've ever been after the moon sets because it was a full moon. And he said, and you'll be further away from the stars thing you've ever been in your life. And he was like, but because it is so dark, the stars will shine more brightly and they will appear to be closer than they have ever hmm. appeared before. Wow. And sure enough, I woke up in the middle of the pitch black night and it was, wow. And that to me is what I've known of the presence of God. Mm. This unmistakable like light in the pit of my darkest moments. So let's take a moment to check in. What aches today? Are you grieving something? Are you feeling afraid or overwhelmed or maybe the opposite, completely numb? God runs deeper than our deepest ache or sorrow. So let this truth bring peace to you. That God is also found at the bottom of our darkest days. Nightbird, I don't know if you'll know her. She's on America's Got Talent. She's mm-hmm. cancer diagnosis. Actually, your story, you you got to know Nightbird. Y'all like mm. need to be friends. Mm. A lot of mutual friends. I don't know her personally, but she has like, I don't know, like a 4% chance of living. Wow. She's mm. like had cancer four times, you know, or whatever. Wow. And she's got this beautiful voice. And she wrote the other day, she said, she was so sick from whatever thing. Uh, And she said, "If I've heard it said that a lot of people can't find God. They can't see God. And she was like, if you can't see God, look lower. He's on the bathroom floor. Mm. (laughs) Just 
Mm-hmm. I just want to know of him. And y'all, this week we mm-hmm. had our, I mean, just, sorry, I told myself I wasn't going to talk about this, but I am just like, I am attesting currently that this is true. Mm-hmm. Our pastor who had just turned 50, was going on his sabbatical, was driving his daughter to Texas. They got in an accident and both passed away. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like a nightmare. That is, and he is a prophetic voice. He is like, Father Thomas was just this man who helped a lot of spiritually homeless people Mm -hmm. feel like they could have a home Mm -hmm. and a seat at the table. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And... He was very human and ragged. And I think somebody said it was his ragged edges that drew us to him because he also just handed us Jesus in the midst of the raggedness and and the doubt and the pain and the ache. And he's who you would want to hear from when something like this happens. Yeah. And so yeah, it yeah. just feels like yeah. so painful. And his daughter was 22. And um, I, it is just like, feels awful and got that news drew's out of town i'm solo parenting you know with three yeah. kids and i am just like mm. devastated and i just and this whole my friend two things happened presence of god in the presence of our people mm. drew sent a text out to our we live blocks away from like two of our dear we just do life with these families yeah. raising kids together he was like, family, this happened, and we're just, we're devastated, we're wrecked. And, you know, sent that out, and they're all just like, just immediate texting yeah. back. And I mean, no less than four minutes after that text goes out, knock at my door, I'm like trying to get dinner on the table for the guys. I'm sobbing in the pantry, yeah. turn a show yeah. on for the kids, because I just, yeah. they don't even know yet. We'll tell, Drew's out of town, so he'll, he'll get back today, and we'll just, share with mm-hmm. them but then such a loss we haven't even been in church together. like with COVID and everything right. it's like mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten right. a beat with right. him mm-hmm. in person and it's like I will see him on the other side it's a great article in the rabbit room Pete Peterson wrote not farewell but fair forward and I'll see you again when the renewal of all things happens mm-hmm. and so it is there is this hope but there is still this mm-hmm. yeah. and quiet knock at the door and I open it and Annie she's right there and just mm. like grabs me in her arms I just was like uh, this she didn't say anything didn't say anything just held me as I sobbed and then like sat with me as my kids were crazy eating dinner I'm just yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. it was just there and and that night I mean I think I just was like you know I'm always like focus on the hope it's not the end of the story and i after this past year breathing i'm like i am just gonna lean into this like everybody's like do you need me to come and do it and i was like i annie was there and i just felt this invitation from god to just grieve and lament and i sobbed in the shower Mm. for like three hours i i I was crying and i and i felt like he was like it's okay Mm-hmm. I, that's what I felt like I heard the Lord say like and, and after I was crying in the shower I felt like he was like just wash your hair I was trying I had, like, I had a music video shoot the next day and I was like I'm just gonna go in there and just you know and I've been crying for so long and I was trying to anyway my hair was done from something else that I had done I mean it's like work is still happening I used yeah. to still show mm-hmm. up and do a freaking music video yeah. shoot in the wake of this yeah. like what the yeah and and I just felt like he was like just wash your like Mm. sweet just like take care of yourself it's okay you're i'm here Mm. and i and i am so sad i don't understand i feel like we need father thomas's voice here right now Mm. like i don't have an answer 
to why he's not here anymore. Yeah. But I do have already. I'm God is here on the bathroom floor. <laughs> Literally on the bathroom floor. Mm-hmm. I was there like two nights ago, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, you're here. You're here too, and that's that is the most beautiful story that I know. That love mm. beats death and then comes as a companion with us when we're in the middle of the ache of and the sting of death here. Mm. I'm grateful. <laughs> and then dancing with death, like I met my first name, dear friend. I feel like she's, I call her my niece. She's not my niece, but she comes to visit me for the first time the day after this happens. And I'm meeting her. Hadn't seen her because of COVID. Hadn't met yeah. her because of COVID. Yeah. She lives in Texas. Like seeing little Lou's face for the first time. And then you, let, yesterday, this morning at 1.30, my little niece, Clancy Jean is born. And I'm like, and here is this crazy mm-hmm. cycle mm-hmm. of like deep joy and new yeah. Yeah. life and Hope. Awesome. Thank you, Ellie. Oh, it is such a joy. Thanks for having me, y'all. We've got 10,000 thoughts right now for you. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So let's do it. It's time. I'm ready. And my feet are lifted just in case the snakes (laughs) below me and I'm ready. (laughs) And the snakes isn't even on my list. Oh, I mean, so if you guys have other thoughts, check them out. So this is this is quick quick draw, if you will. Rapid, Rapid venom is what I'm going to say. Ooh. <laughs> Think about right. Lacroix as a quick rapid fire. You just let me know your first thoughts. Someone whispering from the other room. Pample mousse. <laughs> oh. do, do you say pample mousse? Is that what you say? That's what we're drinking yeah. right I, now. I know, I know, I just yeah. didn't. <laughs> so, there's been a I debate on how to, you say that. I wouldn't know how to register that word, though. I'd be like, is that like a strawberry? It's like someone's in the other it, room like, going, what color yeah. is it? Yeah. No, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Hibiscus. Hibiscus I haven't LaCroix. Even tried that. It's delicious. Okay. I, it's, and, and then my other answer would be only ever drink half of it. <laughs> you only, never oh, You wow. don't? Oh. No, I don't know why, but I love it. But I only ever drink half of it, oh. and it's it, it's not that flavorful. It's like my kids, I know. <laughs> I get so mad. I'm like, no, <laughs> bringing something no. up right now. Such Money an investment. Down the drain. I know. You just lost I like never. fifty cents. After yeah, her I'm so day. pissed right Demons. now. So sorry. I'll try to finish this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 just for me. Anywho, okay. Uh, Christmas. Best. What's your favorite color? Like, Buddy the Elf. Elf is my favorite movie. <laughs> Dang it. That's wrong. Christmas Elf. Is that your favorite movie? Give me, um, give me three top movies. I would say, yeah, just Little Women. Okay. Elf. Uh, which version of Little Women? Oh, well, love both. But, but forever, Winona Ryder. Okay. Like the yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah we dated for a while in, in that time. Yeah. So and then, uh-huh. so Little Women and Elf and yeah. Good Will Hunting. Okay. Mm. Gosh, people seem to have. It's a breadth. Yeah. It's a range. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that those are great. Runs the gamut. Yeah, you yeah. got like a C minus on that, but I feel like everybody else has done a really <laughs> great job. <laughs> okay, favorite food, favorite cuisine. Right now, you're going like we're going to lunch or dinner. Yeah, I it's my mom's spaghetti. <gasps> wow, it's so good, and it's when I'm sick, which is so it's such a weird thing to want when you're sick. I was like, that is a so weird like, thing. Can you yeah. Just yeah. Me some- spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. So good. 
are we going to do we do you need to put out have you put out any kind of recipe for that no i should share that i would be happy to mom could do that sharing is caring the banister it's delicious the banister family recipe it's what her mom made it's just like been but it is like it's like comfort home that or white chicken chili here are the white chicken chilies white chicken i just can't with this heat and the soup doesn't sound yeah no i get it i still get it last thing that made you laugh Besides snakes. Yeah, I know. Like (laughs) snakes. uh, Oh, my kid Rivers is a trip. He's so wonderful. And he was at, he's going to school for the first time, like little mom's day out. Yeah. Mm. And so they wrote on his, they wrote on his sheet that he found, he was in the little toy kitchen and he found a peach and he was looking at the peach and he was like, it's a butt. And then he kept, (laughs) then he would turn it to the sweet side and show it to his friend. And he goes, it's not a butt. And then he would turn around and go, it's a butt. <laughs> that's too yeah, good. That's just good parenting. It's a butt. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, it's a butt. It's not a butt. That's okay, too Crocs. good. Oh, I just thought like Amazon, like Crocodile Dundee. Great. I'm so I, sorry. You, but that's you, what you could do anything you want. That wasn't, that's just that ambiguous. You thought Crocodile Dundee. Thank you. That's perfect. Okay. Bad habit. Not sleeping. Ugh. What do you do? Everything. What are you doing? Dance, organize drawers. You're dancing? Writing, reading poetry. What do, you, what do you mean you dance? I love to dance and by myself. Yes. I mean, I love dancing with other people, but I will. The Tom Cruise scene where he's like cleaning up. Yeah. I mean, like, that's how I work out. Mm-hmm. I just dance we talk, really, really We hard. make fun of her most episodes because she dances. Like, yeah. not in front of other people. No, by myself. I love it. Yeah. I liked you. <laughs> I'm likable. <laughs> you did it, but yeah, there's something. That, well, I read something about movement helping you release stuck trauma in your body. What? And so I it, during the pandemic, and then I was like, yeah, sure, I'll dance for 20 minutes. I dance like an hour a day. Yeah, and there's something about it that makes me feel like my true self afterwards. That is. Literally, it and I think there's like an abandon. I don't know. It's like you're a yep. kid. It's yes. like you're a kid, and so and I will dance. Drew's always like, it's not Tybo. <laughs> like at a wedding, he's like, could you be like coy? You know? We're like switching like, it to our Nikes. Yeah. I got my backpack oh, on, sweating. Yeah. I'm like not a cute dancer. Putting I'm a headband. Head it's I'm so like, real. I do not have chill. Like I'm like, you know, it's, it's full so body. real. And it's my sister and I, when we get on a dance floor, it is wrong yes like, she, like yes anyway. it's not typo <laughs> she's definitely i wish tambourines on her shoes why would i sleep when i can <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crying. be dancing by myself oh my gosh and clean up the kitchen you oh know gosh. so real yeah a current obsession oh poetry mm. yeah that's been a really good thing for me I really like poems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As it turns out, you would think I would know that I was like an English major. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Write songs for a living. Right, uh, right. Turns out I like poetry. Oh my goodness! But like, if I am having a hard time or just stressed, yeah, there are poetry books all over my home. <laughs> mm. It's so beautiful. I just discovered a new poet that I just discovered, like old, old books. And I yeah. was at a meeting, like a business meeting at this these people's house. And they had these, <laughs> I went to the restroom. Sorry, this may be TMI. But I went to the restroom <laughs> and they had like Crying. these little poetry books on the back of 
the toilet. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, my, clean. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping through. And I come out of the bathroom, like crying, like holding this book. And I was like, so much. I was like, I did wash my hands before. Well, not before. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if we'll ever know who that poet was, but if you ever are at somebody's house and they have a poetry book in a bathroom, uh, maybe that was her. So thanks you guys for listening. Please go check out 10,000minutes.com and go check out Ellie's new record. It is so good. See you soon. <laughs>